companies that set out to change the world should stand for something, something that matters. For Tanium, it was managing and protecting the world's growing number of endpoints. Tanium empowers organizations to embrace digital transformation and change the way people both work and live. They help critical government agencies see what's coming, protect and defend five branches of the U.S. military, and more than half of the Fortune 100 rely on Tanium to manage and secure their critical assets. To learn more, visit Tanium.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome to Seek Reality with your host, Roberta Grimes. Author and attorney Roberta Grimes will explore and illustrate how she, after an extraordinary experience of light in childhood, has discovered channels of communication to the afterlife and how these implications have an effect on our everyday lives. Please welcome the host of Seek Reality, Roberta Grimes. Hello everyone, welcome to Seek Reality. I'm your host, Roberta Grimes, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today because I've got kind of a little special surprise for you. It won't be a surprise, of course, to longtime listeners when I say my interests have ranged pretty broadly, which is why I called our, this, this podcast series Seek Reality and not something like, what happens when you die? Of course, my roots are in afterlife research, but my, in my non, for first nonfiction book was The Fun of Dying, Find Out What Really Happens Next. I've been speaking all over the country on this topic. I love to do that. And then, of course, in 2014 came The Fun of Staying in Touch, How Our Loved Ones Contact Us, How We Can Contact Them. All of that was related to the afterlife. But then I kind of veered, didn't I? In 2015 came Liberating Jesus. And in 2016 came The Fun of Growing Forever. We can't transform the world until we transform ourselves. I understand that for people who are trying to, to understand the afterlife, this has seemed, I've sort of been kind of difficult to pin down, but I consider all these books to be dealing with aspects of one gigantic topic, which is what we're learning from the dead about everything and not just death. But if you're trying to learn about death so you can conquer your own fear of it, you're probably pretty frustrated with me by now. So I'm going to try to make it up with you today. I'm going to be um, your expert on death and the afterlife again and talk about it and anything new perhaps that you're not aware of. And I'm going to try to make it pretty much in a, into a simple, concise little podcast so that you can listen to it and gradually come to understand the truth. And first I'm going to answer a question that I get all the time. Why the heck am I spending all this effort on death. I mean, I started researching this when I was in my 20s. Why? Well, very briefly, when I was eight years old, and this was in April of 1955, I woke up in the middle of the night and I was sure there was no God, and I was terrified. And there in the middle of my room was a flash of bright white light, like magnesium burning, that intense white light. 
and a young male voice said, you wouldn't know what it is to have me if you didn't know what it is to be without me. I will never leave you again. Now, of course, when you're a little child, everything surprises you, so nothing really does. My thought at the time was, isn't it handy if you forget there's a God, they remind you, and I went back to sleep. But it's in the nature of these extraordinary experiences that they remain ever-present in your mind. That happened almost 70, well, no, no, I'm not that old. It happened more than 60 years ago, and to this day, it feels as if it just happened. I had to know where that light came from. It's, I feel almost as if I cheated, because many people have no idea that there's a greater reality at all, and nothing in their lives makes them think it's even possible that there is this whole big reality of which we're unaware. I've known about it since I was eight. Because that light was not of this world, I knew that. And actually, I had it confirmed that that light was genuine when I was 20. I was pretty discouraged. I was majoring in religion. I majored in early Christian history in college, thinking by then I would get some kind of confirmation of what that had been. Of course, you never talk about these things. You expect to learn about them. And I hadn't. So I was pretty discouraged when I, when the summer that I turned 20 and I came home from my summer job, sat down on my bed, and there was the same white light. And this time that voice, the same voice, just said, I will never leave you. That's what started me on this voyage. I had to know what that was. It's a phenomenon that exists in the Bible. And since I've gone public with this and talked about it, I've heard from other people who've had similar experiences. It turns out that an experience of light is much rarer than the ones we're used to, um, out-of-body experiences, especially the out-of-body experience that um, we call near-death experiences. Those are much more common. But other people have had this happen too, and it seems to happen when people are being called spiritually by their guides. That voice, I'm sure, was my guide. It took me a long time to come to that conclusion. And what I have been called to do is basically to spend my life learning the truth so I can share it with you. It's a glorious calling. I'm thrilled to have this opportunity to do that. And that's why I urge people to send me emails. I used to be able to say, um, if you don't hear in 24 hours, send flowers. But I can't say that anymore. It could take me three or four days sometimes. I get such a flood of emails. But each one is precious to me. I try very hard to take them all as, as, to understand how each person feels and, and to give people just what they need. It's, it's, a, it's a, a gift that I feel I've been given when people ask me these questions. When you send me an email, though, please make sure you give me your email address. I have written a number of relatively long replies and hit send only to find that I don't have the, the email address. Someone made a, made a wrong letter and I have no way of course to get the email address so if you've sent me a question and you've never heard back please send it again it's it's waiting I'm still waiting for me to I probably still have saved that that uh, uh, answer that I was trying to give you before but please understand that I love what I do and I love this opportunity I have now to go over ground which to me is familiar but you but to you is not we're going to talk about death and what comes after it and it is all good news Stick with us. We'll be right back.
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, 
every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an eight-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes, and we're about to talk about what it feels like to die for real. How do we know this? Because a lot of people who have died have communicated with us. They're not really dead. I I call them people we used to think were dead. They're actually more alive than they were when they're here. It's important that you understand how the greater reality that we live in is constructed. Only a little bit of it is physical. We think this universe is big. It's, it's just a tiny part of what, ex- what we know exists. And we're told that what we know exists is, is still not everything. But think, think of reality as sort of like the, the channels on your television set. This, re- which we think may be the lowest or the next to lowest vib- vibrational rate, you know, lowest channel on the TV set that is your mind. Um, this is the only one that's solid. Every all the those other channels do, are not made of matter that the, in the conventional sense with the atoms and so on. Instead, they're made of what I would call consciousness matter. Right now, your mind is tuned to this level of reality and to that body on this level of reality, and that's why you think that's your body and you think you're in it. But of course. You're not in it at all. Your brain is a two-way radio in the head of a meat robot, and it is communicating with your mind, which never leaves the great eternal mind, which is all that exists. What I'm telling you are, are not beliefs. I'm telling you what we have come to understand from all the evidence, and it is consistent, actually, with quantum physics. Quantum physics is a, is a plug between this material level of reality and most of what exists. So. When, you, when you're getting close to death, the, the sort of veil that it is up to keep us focused on what we're supposed to be doing here starts to thin. And because all of those channels, just this is true with your TV set, all the channels are in the same place. You don't have to move the TV to pick up a different channel, do you? Well, you don't have, your mind doesn't have to move at all because all of those realities, the many realities that we know existing, are exactly in the same place. And we just have to pick, move our move our vibrational rate of our mind to a slightly higher one, and we pick up a new solid reality right in the same place. So that sense of separation, as we near death, starts to uh, thin and and eventually falls away. There's a lot of information about what happens very close to death. People will typically see within an hour or, or up to several hours or even a couple of days before they're going to transition, they'll start seeing people they used to think were dead. Usually the people they see are the people they're most going to trust, and that's very important, and you'll see why in a minute. They begin to talk to people that they can see, nobody else can see. Sometimes they'll just lie looking at a corner of the room where these people typically tend to appear. And it'll look as if they're kind of spaced out, but they're actually talking in their minds with these people who have come to be with them. 
when you first see, I don't care how you get to the point where your body is weak enough to give you up, because that usually is what happens. We have to, our bodies resist dying, so we have to be weakened or very old or had an accident or something, no matter how you get there. When you're truly at the edge of actually dying, there's usually no pain. And very often, even people who have Alzheimer's or who have totally fried brains will suddenly become alert and start talking because the, the, the eternal mind is separating then from the brain and is no longer hampered by it. It's a beautiful thing to be at someone's deathbed, to, to experience this with them. Then they start. people start to actually die. When, when it happens and people are awake, they tell us that, that they're, they're, they can feel that this energy, which is temporarily imprisoned in this body, sort of retreating into the torso. It, could, it disengages, and they say they can feel it happening. It doesn't hurt. It just feels funny. They, they gather in their torso. The, ener the energy which they are leaves their extremities. And then it leaves the body. It, it Sometimes, usually, I think, through the top of the head, but sometimes through the chest. People sitting at the deathbed can see this happen if they have raised their vibrations enough. Um, in fact, you can find videos on the Internet of it happening with a mouse. The mouse is, is uh, sniffing around the trap and then goes for the cheese. And plop, he's immediately fried by the, by the, the uh, cheese, the trap. And then you see a puff, what looks like a puff of smoke, leave and disappear. That's actually what happens when you, when the energy that is you leaves your body. People at the deathbed can see it as um, it looks like smoke, perhaps, or steam. And then it, it rises a bit, and then it seems to disappear. What happens is it's rapidly increasing its vibratory rate, higher than what the people at the deathbed can see. A wonderful book. Raymond Moody, what a, what a leader he is, what a star. He coined the term near-death experiences, of course, in his book Life After Life, where he told people these things happen. Well, he wrote a book that he published in 2010 called Glimpses of Eternity about many people who have been at deathbeds and they've, they've seen uh, the, the death happen. And in some cases, they have actually watched... They, the steam didn't disappear. They watched it form into a body still attached by the silver cord. And they watched the silver cord fray and disappear, which means the body has now died because its animating spirit is gone. And sometimes they even traveled a little ways into the afterlife with, a, with their loved one who had just died. Amazing stories. That's Glimpses of Eternity by Raymond Moody. I really recommend it. When you die, which is... If, how can I put this? The severing of the silver cord that attaches your spirit to your body is actual death. But there's a process that goes on before it. You're out of your body. You're hugging your mom. You're chatting with the people around the bed. And you're very excited. The people around your deathbed, especially if the death was not expected, may be very upset. There's a risk to you if you focus on them, because you're, you're now rapidly raising your spiritual vibration to the point where you're going to be able to happily, easily transition to the next level, which is exactly right where you are, just at a higher vibratory rate. But if you focus on the people around the deathbed, you're going to lower your vibration again. You'll no longer be able to see mom and your dog spot from when you were a child, the, the, the beings that have come for you. And that's how we make ghosts. 
people who have focused on the people around the bed and have lost their ability then to follow the people who have come for them can sometimes stay stuck in place for hundreds of years. I'm from New England. There are many ghosts there in those old houses. And it's it's tragic. They, they, they don't really seem to understand, many of them, that they have died. And they just sort of go back to a routine as if the same afternoon goes on forever. And that it seems to be that's how it seems to them because there's no time once you're out of your body. But still, it's tragic. So here's a bit of advice. When it's time for you when you're out of your body and you can see that you are, there's your body, you feel terrific, you've got this you know, wonderful body now that's, that's spiritual, go with the people who have come for you. Don't try to talk to the people around the bed. You can't, they can't see you. You can't comfort them. But once you've completed your transition, of course, you can comfort them. There's a lot that you can do to help them know um, that you're just fine. And in fact, I hear wonderful stories now because of the fun of, of, of staying in touch, which is about communication. I hear stories, for example, from widows who still have a regular sex life with their dead husband. Believe it or not, I didn't believe it initially, but I've heard, heard enough of these stories to believe it's true. There are others who are in almost daily contact, just um, the same signs that they give every day, which are reassuring, or, uh, or they literally have conversations. You can reestablish a relationship with the people you've left behind after you have died, but you've got to finish the trans transition first. How does death feel? Death feels terrific. There are people who have said that that moment of leaving the body feels orgasmic. It is thrilling. I mean, well, think about it. You were imprisoned in a boat anchor, that old dead body or dying body lying in the bed, and suddenly you're, you're free, light, healthy, happy, young. Oh, it's, it feels wonderful to die. The, words, the word fun, which actually now has become a standard for a lot of my books, but the, but, the, but the whole title, The Fun of Dying, that came from the dead. They're the ones who you know, told us over and over in all of the research I was doing, you kept seeing how happy they were, how much they thought what had happened to them was the most wonderful thing they could imagine. Now, you might be thinking, oh, hey, I'm going to leave sooner. Well, no, you can't kill yourself. You've planned a life and that you need to go through to the end of that plan. If not, you will trust me on this. You will regret it more than you've ever regretted anything. But just know when your time comes to leave, the, the best part of life for most of us is that glorious moment when we are at last free of that old material body. We come here. We are eternal beings. We never began. We never will end. We're part of eternal mind. We come here sort of the way you would go to a gym. This is a spiritual gym. And we set ourselves up to get on all those tough machines so that we can learn to raise our spiritual vibration as much as possible. It's very difficult to do that in the afterlife because things are just too much fun there. There's nothing to push against. We come here so we'll have these terrible things that happen in our lives to push against and learn and grow spiritually. But that, that's all this is. It's an afternoon in a spiritual gym. It's not important. This isn't real life. The dead consistently tell us that where they are is real life. That is reality. This is the illusion. So it sort of gets all turned around when we go there. Suddenly we realize this was not real. And all the terrible things we thought happened to loved ones and stuff, none of that happened. Our loved ones are fine. This was experience for them, too, to help them raise their spiritual vibration. So 
You happily leave your deathbed scene, and as you look back at it, you see it begins to look vague and vapory, just the way you would imagine if you could peek into the afterlife, it would look vague and vapory. Well, that's how it looks to us if we look back as we're leaving, and then it disappears because we've raised our vibration enough to get to where we're going. And some people experience a gray period. By the way, no tunnel, no light. That's a rescue device. It's a, it's a, Near-death experiences are a separate phenomenon altogether from death. We, no one even heard of tunnels and lights at the end of them until uh, we, we started to know about near-death experiences. And that was really only um, in the late 60s and 70s as we began to have a lot more people die or come close to death in hospitals where they could be resuscitated. New experience, new phenomenon, but it isn't death. With genuine death, it's easy, it's fun, it's simple, it's joyous. And because of the people who come for you and love you, it's, 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 just, it's just easy and fun. It's nothing to worry about or be fearful of. Death is to be anticipated the way you anticipate Christmas. It's like all the Christmases of your life put together. So there's no way you can hurry it. You don't want to hurry it. You want to get everything you can out of this lifetime because then maybe you won't have to come back. But just know that there's nothing to fear. Getting there can be tough. I can understand that. Some people have been cranky with me about the title of The Fun of Dying because it isn't that much fun to get there. People with cancer and so on, I understand and I, I sympathize. But once you get to the point where you're about to die, it all turns wonderful. It turns glorious. So now we're about to arrive in the afterlife. When we come back, I'm going to tell you what that looks like to new arrivals and all the stuff you get to do there. And you're going to, you're going to see this really is the most fun you can imagine. It's, it's, it's like every happy, wonderful thing tied up together. So stick with us. We're going to be right back and the best is yet to come. and I want to tell you about a great provision for those interested in spiritual evolution and personal empowerment. Find Your Path Home Shamanic Art Center is your resource for reliable, leading-edge information, education, and healing, offering our brand-new online galactic shamanism classes, long-distance shamanic healing performed by Path Home Shamanic Art School certified shamanic practitioners, and the Science of Magic's topic-driven radio episode collections, where I interview today's leading experts on science and magic. All of this designed to inform, support, and empower you through these changing times. Visit us and all we have to offer at findyourpathhome.com. That's findyourpathhome.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, 
at WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Welcome back um, to this week. Our guest is our host. I'm talking about what it's like to die. We've just talked about that. And now we're going to talk about where you go after you die. As I said, everything is, is in the same place. You're, the, the dead are all around you. They're just at a slightly higher vibratory rate. That's why you can't see them, but they can certainly see you. But all right, now it's your turn. And it's exciting. You're, you're going through a fog, which is what generally they say happens. And then the fog clears and you find right in the same place a whole new, perfectly solid reality. It's different in important ways from the reality that we see around us now. But people say it's every bit as real. The way that the afterlife is constructed is basically in layers. But they're not onion layers. They're simply superimposed on one another, slightly higher vibratory rates. We think of seven primary levels, all, as I say, in the same place, but really there probably are infinite levels. Uh, the, in fact, 
Mikey Morgan, um, the wonderful young man who died at 20 and turned out to be a six-level being, very advanced being, was surprised when he found that we talk about seven layers. He said, I don't even think about layers. I just think about where I want to be, and I'm there. And that's how they experience it. But you've been brought to what is typically where people enter. We think of it as level three. It's the lowest of the three Summerland levels, the beautiful levels, uh, where most of us uh, will spend our our time before we decide to go back again uh, and try again to raise our vibratory rates enough that we graduate to higher levels. But just briefly, the lowest level is what Jesus called the outer darkness, where there is wailing and gnashing of teeth. It's the punishment level. But the only person who puts you there is yourself. If you've lived a reasonable life, and if, you've been, if you're able to forgive yourself for the things you do, you did in your lifetime, that's usually what puts people there, either anger and hatred or, or an inability to forgive oneself. It's then very, very easy to avoid going to that lowest level. Slightly above it is level two is kind of like, you, you might you know think of purgatory. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's the recovery level. People are starting to feel a little better who might have been in the lowest level. I think my father, who had difficulty forgiving, forgiving himself, spent some time there for, for a time. Uh, I visited him, and he, it was very dark where he was. But then comes level three, where most people will enter the afterlife. And it's beautiful. It looks just like the Earth. The North American Summerland has mountains, basically the Rockies, snow-capped, and, and uh, hood, foothills all around it, beautiful gardens, wonderful buildings. It's, it's people who have been there are astonished at how beautiful it is, and they describe it to us. After above level five, those are the three solid, most solid levels. Above level five is level six, which I recently learned is indeed solid. We used to think was not, but it, it's primarily great universities, places of learning, and many people there don't bother to own a house or to have a house. People in the lower levels generally do. We want a place to go in and close the door, and we can have that. Our house in the in those Summerland levels, three to five, is typically made for us by loved ones who have gone on ahead, but we may decide we have won our own house that's somewhat different. We can have that built too. All of these buildings are built by mind. If there are descriptions in the literature from, you know, transmitted by dead people about how this building happens, and it's amazing. Someone designs the building. This is this is the house we had at home. I want a, a house to bring my wife to, and they uh, they study the, the higher level beings study the plans, and then they think the building into existence. It shimmers and, and as it's coming into existence and then it becomes solid and it's just as solid as if it had been built out of stone. It's amazing. But I've seen this described enough that sure, I'm sure that happens. If your mind is strong enough, you can also mind create there fairly easily. And if in this new house of yours that you're living in, if you think of something from the earth plane that you miss, maybe a childhood toy or a book, or it's just something you miss, you think of it, you turn around and there it is. So those that say you can't take it with you, if you're at a reasonable developmental level, you sure can take it with you. It's amazing. So what do you do there? Well, one of the things people who have recently graduated liked to do is, is use vehicles. You don't need a vehicle. You can travel anywhere to the ends of the universe just by thought, and the, and the traveling is instantaneous. But 
you know, maybe you always wished you could own a Bentley. You can have a Bentley there to get until you get it out of your system. Or you, you wanted to pilot a plane or a helicopter. Some of the vehicles that people flit around in don't look like anything that's, that's on Earth. They're very fanciful. But this is part of the fun. People enjoy doing this stuff. There's water there, and the water is really not like Earth water. It looks like Earth water, but it feels like silk, and it doesn't make you wet. So many people, and it gives off an energy that's very rejuvenating. So people will like go, go out and walk around in the water, come out of it dry, and feel refreshed. We never need to sleep. We don't need to eat. So basically, and, and darkness ever falls unless we want it. We can have darkness if we prefer it. And we can have rain too, although there's no need for rain. But generally, what happens is people just have fun without needing to sleep. All of the things that you ever wanted to do, you can find a way to do there. For example, people, if you wanted to learn a musical instrument, you can learn to play the piano and Mozart will be your teacher. Or if you want to learn to sing, you know, you can learn to sing from Caruso. Um, if you, whatever you learn to paint from, from uh, uh, Picasso or Monet, all of these things people really enjoy doing, especially people who never had a chance during their lifetimes. Perhaps they were poor or perhaps they just uh, never had time. They, th these things you can learn now. And many people who are prodigies, they seem to know a lot when they're born. They learned in the afterlife levels. You're, you have access to a much greater mind than you have now. Most of your mind you'll leave behind. You come here with a very stripped down, just as you go to the gym with a with stripped down clothing, you come here with a stripped down mind and you rejoin your eternal mind almost immediately after you get to level three. So you have the joy of being able to learn to play the piano really, really easily and fast because your mind is so much more powerful. Another thing people love to do there is to travel. You can travel in history. For example, you can go to the, to the uh, summer land of the Egyptians and watch them building their pyramids. You can go to the summer land of the Plains Indians. This is apparently a very popular place for Americans to go. And you can see those plains full of bison. The, the, they were bison on earth and there were bison there as well. If you, which reminds me, if, you, if you've loved an animal, that animal is there waiting for you and you get to spend time as much as you like with your animal. Does it need to be walked or fed? Is young, healthy and happy? So many people find that to be one of the most precious things about that period right after death. There, the foliage is perfect. It's living. And it, but it's living and somewhat conscious. So it, as you go under a tree, the tree might stroke you with its branch. Nothing ever dies. No tree ever has a leaf fall. So it just is beautiful and perfect in ways we cannot imagine here. Also, you have great sensory abilities that you never had. There was a, there's a early 20th century communication from someone who had been almost blind and his children anxiously asked him through a deep trance medium in the early part of the 20th century, well, dad, can you see now? Do you, can you see better? He said, I'll tell you how well I can see. Looks like about 50 miles from here, there are foothills and then the mountains beyond. And the, tr the foothills are covered by with trees. I can see every leaf on every tree on every hill. That's how well I can see. It's called mind sight. This is something that people who are born blind will have during near death experiences. They, they'll be able to see with their minds, and it's much more intense and much much more accurate than uh, 
and then eyesight is. And it goes, it seems to be entirely at least 360 degrees. Um, you can see them with, with the, out of the back of your, of your mind as well as the front of your mind because you don't need eyes for mind sight. So all of these are fun things you get to discover when you in your first days. Actually, it's one long day, but your first period of time in the afterlife. You do have a judgment, and that judgment is by you. You go through a life review. The people there will be people who, as you're going through your life review and, and reliving your whole life, with people who were part of your life will be there. Your guides will be there. It can be very hard to go through this because you now know <laughs> that you should have been, you should have tried harder to be kind. You know, people, people that um, you, you'll, you'll get to see everybody you hurt and in the ways that you hurt them. And many people find that devastating. But you'll also get to see all the people you helped and the people who that you made feel good and the people that you loved. So it can be very ele ele elevating, too. I have to tell you, when I first came to understand about the judgment, I cleaned up my act unbelievably. So I'm hoping to have the best possible life review when I get there. Everybody forgives the people that were in their life. What, they killed your family at Auschwitz? Of course you forgive them. It wasn't real. Here's your family. They're all fine. Everyone is. It's like a play. The, the thing people have trouble doing sometimes is forgiving themselves. So one of the things I urge people to do is to learn to forgive now. Learn to forgive everybody in your life now. I don't care what you think they did. Because one day you're going to have the opportunity to see all the people that you wronged. And you'll be told that you need to forgive, forgive yourself for all the things you did. If you don't forgive yourself, your vibratory rate will, will lower and you'll start to have trouble holding level three and then level two. And that's how a lot of people end up in the outer darkness. So learning to forgive is important. My book, The Fun of Growing Forever, is, has some very good forgiveness exercises in it. And I just recommend you learn to forgive. There's nothing that really happens here. Nothing that happens here is objectively real anyway. So you can forgive it. It's not a problem. You can... Do what you like in the afterlife. I think this is one of the things that's amazing to people. Um, my my mother-in-law, who, who um, grew up during the Depression, was astonished by the fact that you can shop all day long and you don't need money. This to her was, was the best thing. So, But anything that people have, have always sort of felt hampered by, there's a real effort made to take away the constrictions that we felt while we were on Earth. And... Our, our time there is tailored to us. It's like, this is like an R&R &R period, this, this period when, we're, when we first graduate. And because there's no time there, it actually can be eternal if we choose that. Most people, though, do come to a place where they say, I want to grow some more. Because the higher you go in the afterlife levels, the more fun you have. And you don't want to miss out. So that's why we keep coming back. We, we start to crave spiritual growth like you cannot imagine. We're desperate to have it happen, and we know the only way, you can't really grow there, it's just too easy, there's nothing to push against, so we want to come back. And we tend to plan fairly aggressive lives, especially as we grow more spiritually. Um, we, if, there, if we plan to have too much happen that's negative, often we'll have to go before a, a council that will talk, try to talk us down from this plan that might, might be too much for us. But... For most of us, this easy, joyous cycling in and out of these illusory lives and going back to real life 
It's a natural rhythm. It feels good. All of it's good. Uh, the I, I can't. I don't know how any way to make it clearer to you that there's nothing about any of this to fear. You are so infinitely loved. You, you are God's best beloved child. And when you really understand that, and when you really understand that death is not real, you will you will find yourself happy as you have never been happy before, and you will never fear anything again. When we come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about this, and then I'm going to talk to you about some other stuff like the symposium. So stick with us, please. We'll be right back. Are you curious? Do you want to learn more about how the world works and have fun at the same time? Study coincidences with me, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on my Connecting with Coincidence radio show here on the XZBN network. Listen to Jungians theorize, statisticians randomize, true believers evangelize, while I categorize. I dance to the rhythm of coincidences. People who experience me see more of them. Maybe something on the show matches a thought in your mind. Let us know. Expand your mind to the weirdness happening around you. Synchronicity spoken here, there, and everywhere. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence in your search engine and find my website, my social media sites, and my blog. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. 
Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. is the base fear every fear is in a sense the fear of death I discovered that quite by accident because when I became convinced that all of this is real and it is real there's no question that all of this is real I stopped being afraid totally afraid of death and what I noticed was I wasn't afraid of anything now I used to be afraid of the dark now I sit in the dark all night long I used to worry about money I don't worry about that nothing Nothing. I'm, I'm afraid of nothing. And because that's true, I can tell you, you're going to be there too. But you've got to convince yourself that you will never die. You can do it. It's not that difficult. All of my books, um, well, most of my fun books, have a bibliography in the back of the book with 70-odd books that you can read that support everything that I say in the fun books. So, that's another thing that you can do. You can just read to your heart's content. But whatever you do, you've got to get past this fear of extinction because you will never be extinguished. It's actually impossible for you to die. Consciousness is eternal. If you have ever existed, you always exist. Because there, except here where there is time as an artifact of this material world, time doesn't exist. Everything is suspended in eternity. And that's what's beautiful about this whole thing. I mean, it, you get to the point where you say, oh, and you hit your, your forehead with your hand and you say, it all fits, it makes sense, and now I'm not afraid of anything. Again, if you have any trouble understanding all of this, if you have questions, don't hesitate to contact me through robertagrimes.com. I'll get to your email. It may take a few days, but I will definitely get to it. 
As you know, uh, the Afterlife Research and Education Institute, of which I'm thrilled to be a board member, is putting on a symposium September 15 to 17, 2017, in Scottsdale, Arizona. And if you're listening to me in a later year and this, this symposium is over, there's probably one coming up. Just go to afterlifestudies.org. Uh, we intend to do these every year for a while because uh, so many people really have asked us to keep doing them. Uh, it's like a love fest every time we're there. I'm going to be doing, believe it or not, three different presentations that weekend. So um, if you come and you're someone who listens to Seek Reality, will you please introduce yourself to me so I can meet you and give you a hug? But again, that's afterlifestudies.org. Um, and the symposium will be September 15 to 17, 2017. So what else do I want to make sure I tell you? This is kind of fun talking to you without other people in the room because uh, with us because uh, we, we get to have a conversation about these things that are important to you and to me. I want to stress the fact that you can't kill yourself. Maybe I haven't. That's That was my fear when we published The Fun of Dying. I would have made it too much fun. This is a sacred contract that you have made with eternal mind. It's a precious thing to have a body on earth. There are many more beings who want to be in a body and have this experience than there are bodies to accommodate them. So when you made this deal to come here and live out a plan that you had written that includes the very bad stuff that makes you want to kill yourself, when you, you, you came here saying, I can do it. And now it's time to get it done. It's not forever. Time does exist here. Whatever is going on in your mind, in your life, will pass. And you will have the satisfaction of knowing when you get to your exit point. And by the way, this is another thing that's not for, by chance. We plan exit points into our lives, usually two or three, one early, one middle of life, and one latter part of life. And we do that at points where we think we may have gotten more uh, at the most out of the, our lifetime that we can. When you hit, come to a natural exit point, death is easy and beautiful. If you don't let that happen, um, you and instead you decide you're going to accelerate things, you, you often can really have things go wrong. You can go off track badly, for one thing. We, we do make ghosts. We don't mean to. Um, we do sometimes free negative entities. Uh, for example, I don't believe in capital punishment because that's the worst kind of air pollution there is. We're freeing a negative entity at the height of its anger. Why would anybody do that? You look at the world so differently when you understand what actually is going on. Literally, nothing will look the same to you when you really grasp all of this, which is why it's worth doing, even if you're no longer afraid of death. Learning what's actually going on, what reality actually is, is the most beautiful thing that you can possibly, possibly do. It's glorious. And that's... That's worth just about anything uh, that you could possibly imagine. So if you have questions about death, about the afterlife, about what reality is, about how to make sense of all this, or you're stumped on something, don't hesitate to contact me. I answer questions all day, every day, um, very much like that. And now, of course, I want to say, as I say every week, that you must never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began, you never will end. And when you fully grasp the implications of that, when you really get it, it will transform your life for the better in ways I cannot even describe to you. So please 
internalize that fact if you do nothing else as a result of our time together. Next week, our guest is going to be our wonderful friend, Wendy Zamet of Sydney, Australia. It's funny, you know, we're, we're next door practically and we're on the other side of the world. She and her husband, Victor, are among the world's leading, if not the world's leading, afterlife experts. Their wonderful Friday Afterlife Report is something you must take. Just go to victorzamet.com and subscribe. The report is free, and I don't know how they manage to do this every week, but they cram it with amazing stuff. You will love the, the Friday Afterlife Report. Again, that's victorzamet, Z-A-M-M-I-T.com. Their dedication to research, I have to say, is almost unbelievable. The way I do research is I basically, you know, read communications from the dead, but they've done things like become interested in physical mediums, and they've attended, for example, 200 materialization seances with just one David Thompson, one materialization medium or physical medium. Wendy and I have been talking about this this phenomenon of physical mediumship, which she loves and is fascinated by and is really an expert on. And so I said, why don't you come on and share it with everyone? Because uh, most people have no idea what what happens, what is possible. So next week, her topic is going to be physical mediumship in all of its many amazing variations. So you're going to find this fascinating. Please join us next week. Of course, this week, your guest has been your host. There are a few things in your life that are certain, but one thing you can take to the bank is the fact that your beautiful, eternal life really is eternal. You never began and you never will end. Your physical death here will just release a powerful, eternal being to go home after a hard day here to what is your genuine life. There was a time not long ago that almost nothing was known about the greater reality that's our true home. We were stuck with religions and basically religions, none of the religions get it right. And so it was all about faith and angels and punishment and, you know, an anthropomorphic God. None of that is real. What's real is eternal mind, consciousness, and it is perfect love. In the 21st century, we know so much and communication with those we used to think were dead is so easy and becoming easier every day that understanding what really happens after death is no longer a matter of conjecture. We know, we know the glorious truth that in fact we really are eternal. And I just have to convince you of that. If I say it often enough, perhaps you'll believe it. People ask me if I'm afraid of death, and I say, well, are you afraid of Christmas and your birthday? Well, no, of course I'm not afraid of death. I don't want it to happen before it's supposed to happen because I know I've got work to do here, but, oh, it's going to be a... If you read about my death, you'll know I was grinning. It's going to be a great day for me. You really can conquer your fear of death. It's worth doing because doing that transforms your life. Trust me on this, please. Once you no longer fear death, you will no longer ever again fear anything. Of course, my nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, and The Fun of Living Together. Quite a lot of books, and I have more on the way. We'll put out six books this year. One of them is a children's book, and three are reissued novels. We're having a lot of fun, <laughs> I have to say. My books are available in bookstores, although they usually don't stock them. They don't stock most books that are in print. So you, it's the easiest way to get them is Amazon.com. They're also available as audiobooks and in 34 languages worldwide. So there's no excuse. You can read my books even if you can't read English. 
You can always contact me through robertagrimes.com. There's a little contact block there. And please just make sure you give me your correct email address so I can get back to you. And I will get back to you, although it may take a few days. Of course, past episodes of Seek Reality are available on webtalkradio.net. They're available on iTunes. And through this great, apparently terrific, people love it, Seek Reality app that you can find for free in the iTunes store. Um, I've, I've got to get back to them about, because people have asked me for an app for other kinds of phones. I, I don't think it works on, on Android phones, but we're, we're going to see if we can't get one of those done. Earlier episodes, a year old or older, are being rebroadcast by our wonderful friends at Dream Vision 7 Radio. And I get I hear from quite a few people who hear these podcasts there, so I, I know they're doing a wonderful job of getting them out. If I, I move around sometimes, and if I if you ever wonder where I am now, just go to the radio tab on my website, robertagrimes.com. Meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy and make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you are a powerful, powerful, eternal being, and you are infinitely loved.